Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about your teen's online life. Let's listen in. I've asked some kids this. Okay, tell me about, tell me about just the online platforms. And and one girl who's fourteen said, "I think social media has a positive effect because it lets you talk to family members far away." Another one of our gals says, "I feel that social media can make people my age feel less lonely or alone. It creates a space where you can interact with people." Another young man says, "It enables people to connect with friends easily and be able to make new friends as well." Isn't it amazing? It's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but this is what kids also say: it's a negative impact on social interactions. Another young lady says it makes it harder for people to socialize in real life because they become accustomed to not interacting with people in person. You know, another girl says it provides a false image of someone's life. It sometimes makes me feel that their life is perfect when it's not. And another boy said it's a huge distraction. Okay, and my point of it is this. Kids know the difference between the two. They understand it and they get it. And so for us, it's not limiting it and, and just saying, okay, it's either online or it's not, but it's both and. How do I integrate those two things together and help my child in a world that they're living in that is controlled by all these social networking platforms? So today, five healthy ways to handle your teen's online life. This is too important for parents not to pay attention to. Uh, You know, it really is. And so the first thing is this, because we're all pioneer parents. We're all learning. This is a new (laughs) thing for us as well. The first thing is this, mom and dad need to commit to being lifelong learners, digitally speaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, mom and dad, you can't just go, okay, I quit. I'm done. Um, I'm All I'm going to use is a typewriter. <laughs> My granddaughter came and looked at a typewriter and she goes, what's that? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm going, and, and they look at a fax machine and go, what is that? How did you guys use it? I mean, they're so antiquated and because they are, are bombarded with everything that's new. We've got to keep up with that. And I've got to tell you, I hate it. There are new apps, devices, games, and trends all the time. Yeah, it's ever-evolving. Well, it's constant. It's absolutely constant. And your kids are on top of what's new. They know it. It's the world that they live in. And so in order to be aware of their world and what they're doing, we need to learn some new things. Well, I don't like learning new things. (laughs) I really don't. But I have my kids that are around me and grandkids teach me. And it becomes a wonderful opportunity for them to engage with me. I'll go, I'm having problems with this phone. How do I do this? How do I do? And I already know how to do it, but Mm -hmm. I want them to show me. And so we can engage with one another. I'm glad you mentioned the grandkids because this this lesson is important for grandparents to learn as well. Well, it really is. And grandparents, let me tell you this. If you're you're listening, you're going to lose a relationship with your grandkids if you don't keep up with them either by Skyping or texting. FaceTime, yeah. FaceTime. They don't talk on the phone anymore. I mean, it's just, it's it's engaging in some way with them because that's how they're engaging with everybody else. They still love your letters that you send. They still love the beautiful stamps and everything you put on the outside, but they want to connect with you in a different way as well. So spend some time learning that. You know, growing up, my dad had Popular Science Magazine, and the big thing of the future was we would all be seeing each other on the telephone, and it seems so far-fetched. I know. And here we are. 
are. And here we are. I mean, with we just our, take it for granted with now. our watches. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Okay, that's the first healthy thing to do. A mom and dad need to commit to being lifelong digital learners. What's number two? That privacy is age appropriate. Mom, you can't be looking at your 18-year-old son's phone and saying, you need to stay off of this. And at the, I mean, but there is a place for that. But it's when a child is 12 and 13 years old, mom and dad look at everything. They know the passwords. They know who their friends are mm-hmm. on social media. They watch what happens. They read through text messages randomly. They are just spot-checking everything at 12. Now, let me tell you, at 18, mom and dad look at nothing. They don't know passwords. Text conversations are private. Parents communicate a desire to be friends, but it's not required. So what that means from age 12, when you have total control, Mm -hmm. to 18, when your child's an adult. There's got to be a transition there. That's right. And it means you loosen up. And you go, wait, 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 wait a minute. All I hear are the horrors of of, uh, online chat rooms and all this. I go, you've got to let it go and trust your child Mm -hmm. and teach them to be responsible. And so you've got to let those things go. Or what you'll be doing is provoking your child child to wrath. And so I I hate it but there because there's intrusions of all this that are happening within the family. Things are coming into a home that we don't want. And and yes, there's got to be some boundaries that a family sets. This will not be allowed. We will not do this. I mean, it's you come to my home and there's nothing sexual on the TV nor anywhere that's going to happen in my home. I don't care if you're 150 years old. It's not going to. So there's boundaries. But at the same time, I'm not looking at an 18-year-old's phone and asking them questions about it. A 12-year-old granddaughter, yeah, hey, let me let me see yeah, your phone. Yeah. What are you doing? You know, a few years ago, we used to say, you know, no no computer in the in the bedroom where, you know, the whole family can't see what's going on. Well, now every smartphone has access to everything. It does. It, you know, and, and I think there's a tendency to think that that means I need to treat my teen as a child and always be watching over them. And I, I would counter that by saying what you need to be doing is, is training your child to be responsible, to realize the wisdom behind not going certain places or doing certain things. Now, here's the thing. Curiosity is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they have access to everything. I remember as a kid, we used to sit down with encyclopedias <laughs> and just flip page to page reading stuff just because we were, we'd never seen any of this mm-hmm. before. And so curiosity is a big part of it. And so, in the curiosity that your child's going through, they will see things that are inappropriate, that, that you sit back and say, no, 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 this isn't going to happen in our family. Yeah. They're going to run across that. And when they do, that's when you say to them, okay, let's talk about that. Now, at age 12, you know, you, you can you can put blinders on or poke mm-hmm. their eyes out, you know, or something. <laughs> yeah. At 18, it's a little bit different. Just kidding. <laughs> That's right. And and so, and, and, I, and I say that even jokingly, it's serious, but the tendency is we get so serious about it, we can, we can come up with all the negative things about everything rather than realizing, okay, we're just going to have to wade through these waters that we've never mm-hmm. been in before. Yeah. And it's different. And, and you might as well smile and you might as well, even though I don't like a lot of what's on the it's internet. here to stay. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm more concerned about some areas of um, lack of truth and every, than, I, than I am about some other things that people are concerned about. There's a lot worse things on the internet that are out there that curiosity drives our kids to. So that's where we've got to engage in such a way that, that just helps them understand that this is their new world. Every parent knows that setting rules and consequences is one of the hardest parts of the job, but lots of parents make it harder than it has to be. 
Mark Gregston has helped parents all over the country, and now he's put what he's learned into the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook. In it, Mark walks parents through the process of putting together a plan for developing rules and consequences that generate results. In the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook, Mark talks about the importance of setting a small number of specific rules that change the whole atmosphere of your home. Communicating exactly what you want from your team will help you learn how to discourage inappropriate behavior and encourage better decision making. That means crafting rules with consequences that will make them think twice before they make a decision. The Developing Rules and Consequences workbook will show you how by helping you create a custom plan that works for your home. The hardest part of the job is about to get a little easier. Order the Developing Rules and Consequences workbook by visiting parentingteenresources.org. So it's healthy to know that privacy is age appropriate. All right, we're talking about these five ways. Number three. The other thing would be that know your time limits. In a world where we do a lot of living on our screens, it's good to have some limits. That maybe you have a night that you have an all-tech you know, Tuesday where everybody's got to bring their phone and just communicate that way. But then you have a no-tech Thursday. Well, it's interesting that some Wi-Fi companies now are offering you the capability of shutting down the Wi-Fi temporarily during the dinner hour. That's right. That's right. Just because I think everybody's realizing how consuming that is. Well, you're not going to change that. Everybody's going to be consumed by something. And and it's so attractive that, that kids have a tendency to jump at anything that excites them in some way. So there's a part of it where I get it, but, but we've got to set up those boundaries and say, okay, we're going to limit some of these things and these influences. And it may be that you have a Saturday that everybody puts away their phone. Mm-hmm. And the, the point of it isn't punishing everybody. The point is helping people understand we can learn to talk without the use of a phone, and that's important. So, Mark, we've covered three of the five healthy ways to handle your teen's online life. Let's deal with number four. Yeah, here. number four is this. Know your expectations and talk about them. If you have no boundaries around digital behavior, your kids will get sucked into whatever the world tells them that is normal. So if you don't help de- determine that, then the world's going to determine gonna do that. It for you. That's right. So it's important for you to know what you believe and create boundaries around it. Then communicate that with your kids going, here's the rules. And come up with just a few rules. Don't come up with a hundred rules, <laughs> you know, but just a few rules and and so that they can learn how to interpret it and and apply those to their uh, phone usage and internet usage and smartphones and and stuff. I, let them carry the responsibility rather than you having to carry the responsibility. Well, agreeing on expectations frees everybody up. The it really teen does. And the parent. That's right. That's why we don't have to police everybody all the time. And and you just check. You know, people do what you inspect, not what you expect. So you just check it occasionally. So know your expectations and talk about them. That's right. Number five. Number five. This is this is key. It's be prepared for the inappropriate. And we mentioned it just a minute ago, but I'd love to tell you that your kid will never do anything inappropriate online, but that's wrong. Uh, it's very common for every good Christian kid to cross the line at times. And know this, girls will spend more time on social networking sites because appearance means so much to them. I mean, is that really any surprise to no. anybody? And guys will spend more time watching videos and playing games. So YouTube is going to be their landing spot of choice because they're visually stimulated. That's just how guys are. And so you just know that there's a difference between the two. So your child may fudge a little bit 
bit on what they're doing, your daughter, and the way that she's trying to appear. She may violate some values and send pictures that are inappropriate or take pictures of herself and post them that you go, uh-uh, mm-hmm. this is, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. This is a teaching opportunity. And then you look at some of the stuff, ask your son to sit down and show you what he's been looking at and watch it with him and just, and and then give some reflection and say, you know, I don't think this is... This is too good. How many parents take the time to do that, though? Well, yeah, I I don't think many, quite honestly, because you see everybody sitting by themselves. I like sharing those things. I, you know, I want I want to see. Hey, yeah. hey, show me show me a neat video here yeah. that you. Yeah, been we do that at. in the studio between programs. That's right. That's right. And so, know what is off limits for your family and communicate it. And when your teen does, you know, go out of bounds. Respond in love, not shame. We've said it a million times on this program that shame only pushes a child further into their sin. And it's okay to take away online access uh, you know, for a season or a consequence, mm-hmm. but be careful because when you take that away, you are disconnecting them from people and they will do other things to yeah. connect. Yeah, it turns out to be impractical, doesn't That's it? That's right. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.